This guy, he's such a creep It's boring me to death and breathing down my neck I'm so alone in crowds of people I thought this was the dream To wear these fancy clothes But where's my self-respect? Surrounded by annoying seagulls It's too late to start feeling sorry It's too late, it's me who wish for it Can I leave this party? Why can't I leave this party? Cause everybody's fucking lame All my life, all I wanted was to be the too cool type Be what everybody wanted to be like The truth Like Shaquille O'Neal, I'm big, rich, and famous. Yeah, let me keep it real. I wanna win champagne, then I know I'll throw a plate. Here's a kick ass song and a finger for my haters. Yeah, they're just being jealous, but everybody's jealous of me. And just like that, another episode, another season, another year of Unaccompanied Adult with Joe Diaz. What's going on, everybody? You know what, man? Fuck that. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, hey, hold on. What's this? Keep singing. Wait. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 hey,
get it? Oh, man. Oh, wow. That, that was a lot of feedback. I am sorry for that. Another episode of uh, Undercover Being the Adult with Joe Diaz. What's going on, everybody? Come on. Oh, man. Uh, so, yes. It is another year, another episode of my fantastic show. Um, so, I would like to thank everybody. For sticking me, stick sticking me, not sticking me, uh, sticking with me for in for an entire year. Uh, to be completely honest, I didn't think I would make it uh, to a year. I thought it was gonna be something that I started and fizzled out. Like you know, I I I have been known to do such things in the past. Uh, but just with all the feedback that I've been uh, getting from. Uh, listeners from close friends, uh, family and all that. Uh, I decided to keep going. Uh, and I appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, this is awesome, man. Uh, like an entire year of recording a podcast is, is a big milestone. Uh, again, like I didn't think I was going to get like, like for like full disclosure. So last year I was like, you know what? Um, I wanted to like start something. I wanted to start a podcast uh, because a lot of people are like, hey, Joe, you're funny and, you know, you should do stand up and all that shit. And I'm like, ah, I, I, I'm like, I'm not that funny uh, as people would tell you in person. Uh, I'm not really that funny, but, you know, I do like doing uh, like I, I like doing radio. I, I did radio in, in college and all that. So I was like, you know what? Let's try it out. Let's try it out. Uh, so what I ended up doing was I was like, you know what? I don't own a laptop. Let me let me buy a laptop. But again, I didn't like want like I didn't want to completely invest a lot of um, of money into it just in case it's like you know I, if I stop doing it then it you know it's like you know what I only spent such and such money. So. I was like, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna get like a, a laptop, um, and and this is like I'm gonna I'm gonna completely illustrate how cheap I am. This person that you're talking to right now is Frugal McDougal. I love being cheap. So, uh, uh, where did I buy said laptop? You ask. Um, Walmart.com, of course. For all your shopping needs, I'm still this year. I'm, I'm going to try to get a sponsor. Uh, so I went to Walmart.com and I searched for uh, what, what was it? Uh, uh, laptops under a hundred dollars or a hundred dollars and, and cheaper and shit, right? So I was like, ah, you know what? I was like, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to buy like a ninety dollar or a hundred dollar uh laptop. So I was like, hey, you know what? Look at this Chromebook over here. And this may be a, a a great advertisement or advertisement, depending on what side of the pond you are, um, uh, for uh, like Chromebooks. So I saw there's like this Chromebook and it was like 50 bucks. I was like, ah, you know what? Uh, let's do it. So uh, it was like a one of those refurbished old, you know, like the shit doesn't even update anymore laptop. Uh, so I was like, you know what? Uh, let me get this. So I, I I got my my laptop, fifty dollars. 
was like, all right, so let's go to Amazon.com for all your shopping needs from everything from A to Z. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working on getting these, these responses. Um, so I, I go to uh, Amazon and I search for, uh, I, I, what is it? Uh, pod, podcast equipment bundle. And, and I'm, I'm telling you, uh, for those of you who want to start one, uh, this is like the best way to go. Like I still have my same setup. Like, and I paid like, you know, for the microphone, for my sound card and just everything that hooks up to my laptop. Uh, I paid like a hundred dollars for the initial setup. So if, if, like, if you notice like in the beginning, uh, in the first, like, I want to say first month or so of the pod. Uh, the sound quality wasn't wasn't really good, so I invested in a sound mixer and it and with 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 Phantom with Phantom Power. Uh, it took me right back to my radio production and TV production days when I, I used to do uh, audio production. So uh, I like what, what is it like one hundred and eighty dollars total. I invested in something that I really enjoy doing what I love doing. Uh, and I am great. I'm, I'm extremely grateful for everybody that listens. Um, and just so you know, that is, is pretty easy to get into. And there's so many resources out there. like anchor FM for that is, that's one of my sponsors too. So, so anchor FM, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. It's owned by Spotify. You upload, uh, directly onto Spotify and then, uh, all the other streaming platforms. Like I'm on Apple podcasts. I'm on Amazon music. I'm on, uh, uh, overcast. I'm on Google pod. Like, like it, it's, I'm telling you, if you're really, really into doing this, uh, these are, these are the steps that I took, uh, a year ago. And here I am. I'm 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 being listened to by tens of people weekly. <laughs> like it's it's a good baker's dozen of you that uh really really fuck with the podcast, and I appreciate each and every one of you. Um, and but I'm also heard in in uh, other countries like uh, Germany. I was looking at uh, Slovenia. Uh, Denmark is one of them, like El Salvador, Guatemala, like it, it's, it, it runs the gamut. So again, um, uh, yeah, man, a year, a year. Uh, so, so this marks, uh, season two, season two, episode one. Um, and you know what? I'm happy. Uh, I have a lot more vigor. In, in in my passion for doing this. So here we go, man. Like, you know, let's see what this year brings. Uh, a whole new slew of topics. I'm trying to uh, implement uh, a whole bunch of other, um, what do you call it, topics and whatnot. So let's see, man. Like, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. And I, I'm, I'm uh, excited to have you guys uh, join me on this journey through space and time. I, I, I don't know what really much to say, uh, but yeah, man. Um, 
So one thing that I've been like, I've been trying to talk to you guys about is this distinction between like, what do you call it? Like being a, a corny, corny dude. And it stems from, obviously, it stems from what happened with, um, what do you call this kid? Uh, Michael B. Jordan, uh, that happened last week where he, I guess, like, got a little catty with a reporter that he knew in high school. Um, and she used to call him corny back in the day because he used to walk around with his headshots. And he remembers that shit. That motherfucker is petty Pendergrass. That motherfucker is out there. He's petty white. Um, so you go, all right, so what's wrong with being corny? And that's in and, and that's the that's the the question that has been has been going around for uh, a week or so ago. Uh, for now, so like, what's what's wrong with being corny, and what's so great about being the like the cool guy or the most popular out there? And I don't know, like, is is a is a topic that I've broached uh, many times uh, throughout the, uh, throughout this past year, and yeah, like it it really. There's like a negative connotation when it comes to being corny. And I I never understood it because I'm not necessarily the um the coolest of fellows. You can tell by the way that I use the word fellows. Um and you go, well, you know, maybe maybe being corny is okay. If it's okay with you, it's okay with me. And, you know, so it, it got me to thinking. It, it, this whole week got me to thinking. A lot of people uh, commentating on this. And in, 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 in preparation for, for, for this episode, uh, I noticed a lot of a lot of mixed uh, reactions to it, right? And I go, wow, a lot of toxic women love them a street dude. They love themselves a tough guy. And everybody knows what I feel about that because, you know, that the whole, that whole uh, stigma of being a corny dude as opposed to being a, 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 a tough guy or a street dude that like I saw one girl was like, well, you corny if, you know, uh, you you just walk around uh, just having people not respect you. And like you could be a, a, a regular schmegler guy, a citizen, if you will, and still be respected in your in your your in your community. You don't necessarily have to be. uh like a a, a a a human pistol just walking around just fucking fighting everybody like like looking like a goddamn loose pit bull in the street and shit you know you can be very respected uh in your neighborhood or in your community 
and not necessarily be um, the toughest of guys, right? So full disclosure, everybody, surprise, surprise, I am not a street dude. Uh, I'm very street adjacent. Uh, I know to, I know how to handle myself in certain situations. I grew up in certain neighborhoods where I will have to be a little bit more aware than the average uh, gentleman. Uh, but in no stretch of the imagination, am I a street guy? Like, I'm not a street dude. I'm a corny guy. I'm a corny kid. I I didn't go out as much when I was a kid or, or a, a, even as a teenager. Uh, I worked from very young. I was like uh, like 15 years old, uh, October 24th, 1998, uh, was my first day of work. I remember one day it was like it was like junior year, some something like that. And all my boys were like, yo, we're going to have a rumble in the park, like a rumble because we were the Jets and they were the Sharks. Um, like, yo, we're going to fight a bunch of these niggas in, in the park. Yo, you got to be there. And I was like, nah, man, I got to go to work because um, I got to get paid, bro. Like, like fighting doesn't get paid. And mind you, I I would fight if provoked. But this shit had nothing to do with me, like at all, like at all. Like, yeah, man, this guy fucked my girlfriend and now we're going to fight all his friends. I'm like, that sounds like you need to fight that bitch, nigga. Like, so. so uh, so I was like, yeah, you know what? I got to go to work because uh, they're like, ah, Joe, you scared, you soft. Like, no, I'm employed, fam. Like I, I was uh, trying to focus on money. And yes, did I do certain extracurricular activities to, to get certain money? Perhaps I am not necessarily sure how far the statute of limitations uh goes but i'm pretty sure 25 years is enough uh but uh yeah so i'm not a street dude i'm i'm, I'm a corny kid i grew up uh crying at uh lion king mufasa dying and shit uh i was very sensitive as a child still kind of am it's called depression thank you very much um and i like grew up reading comic books so, like i wasn't really like the stereotypical, like I had a bowl cut for much of my life. Like you, you, I, I defy you. I defy you to find a stone cold gangster in these streets with a bowl cut. I defy you. You show me this gentleman that nobody's afraid, uh, that everybody's afraid of. And nobody's brave enough to talk to him about his bowl cut. This is mushroom cut. I dare you. I double dog dare you to find a nigga like this. So anyway, so yeah, getting back to it, you know, I'm not, I'm not a street dude. Uh, Michael B. Jordan grew up in Newark again, an environment, uh, that's conducive to violence, uh, to, uh, negativity and whatever. And, and, and for him to walk around as a teenager and remember, you got to remember who Michael, uh, Michael B. Jordan is. He's Wallace from The Wire. And he, he's been a, a teen a child star, like not necessarily a child, but he was teens. He was like at least 14, 15 when he started uh, uh, 
acting in the wire and that's how, where he got his big break i think he went to days of our lives right after that um or all my children one of those soaps like it was just weird seeing a kid in baggy clothes and braids on daytime television it was weird um not that i watched any of it i was like oh shit that's wallace uh i have doctor's appointments you know you you know you're trying to get your fucking your yearly physical i'm like is that wallace anyway uh, so yeah, so he, like, so they used to call him corny. They're like, well, his name is Michael Jordan. And they used to call him corny. Like you are, you, sir, are no Michael Jordan. Like he's like, no, like my father's name is Michael Jordan. He's Michael A. Jordan. I'm Michael B. Jordan and whatever. And they were like, oh, well, they used to clown him for, uh, walking around with his headshot. And uh, he went to like an arts, uh, high school from, from, from what I understand. And you go, yeah, man, like. Is very equivalent, and, and for him, and, and just to give it context, him walking around with his headshot, showing it to people, for, for being a kid in Newark, I will figure that it's one of the biggest deals of his life. He's like, hey, I'm going to be an actor. I want to be an actor. Um, and, like, he used to street race. Like, you know, uh, uh, I used to hang out with a, with a crew uh, maxed out. I never really got into the whole car racing thing, but a lot of my friends, my brother Macho, uh, was part of it. He was one of the the, the founding members uh, of this car club. And Michael B. Jordan used to street race on Avenue P in Newark. So like he did, you know, certain activities, but whatever. Like for for the most part, he was focused on on. Uh, succeeding in life, and 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 if that medium was acting, then that's what it was gonna be. And 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 a lot of the times, like people forget that there was like kids that were on like the basketball team that were walking around with the basketball, or just like in high school, they will wear their jersey around school because that's what that's that's what they were proud of. That's like, yo, this is my thing, and I want to show it off. And and for me, there's no problem with that. There's no there's no problem with like being proud of or being uh or trying to show off uh, a certain uh thing about you that that you, or, you know you want to showcase it, right? So yeah, so they used to call him corny, and they and she's like, well, you know, and he and he called her out on it on the red carpet. You know, he he just directed Creed three, uh, acting in it as well. And it's, it's a shining achievement. It's a shining moment for this kid, uh, for this man, I should say. Sexiest man alive, I should say. Um, and like they're like, oh, why does he have to be so petty? Why does he have to be, uh, why does he have to confront his high school bully? Why does he have to talk to a woman like that? I'm like, well, nigga, she called him corny. And, that, and shit sticks with you. Like, it's, it's, all, it's all about, like, for example, uh, years ago, uh, Chris Rock said, um, the world needs bullies. We, we, we shouldn't eliminate bullies because without bullies, we wouldn't have the iPhone. We wouldn't have, uh, cures for diseases. We wouldn't have Creed three. You know, you understand what I'm trying to say? You understand what he's trying to say? It's like without, without some, somebody ridiculing another person or downtrodding them, um, we wouldn't have uh, modern marvels or amazing entertainment, amazing cinema uh, as we do now. 
uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. He said that one of his high school bullies was rapper Immortal Technique. And if you're wondering who Immortal Technique is, but you know who Lin-Manuel Miranda is, Lin-Manuel Miranda won. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, he won. Like, this, this man wrote uh, 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 Encanto. He, he, he wrote um, Moana. The, the music for, for, for these movies, he, he wrote uh, very successful plays in the Heights. Um, Hamilton, of course. He's like, so we, we have certain achievements because we have bullies. And now the thing is, is like, well, people are calling him corny for calling out one of his bullies. Why does he have to do it like that? Why does he have to do that to a woman? Like, but so so now he's corny because he wanted to be uh, he wanted to be successful. So you call him corny for that. Now that he is successful and now he's rubbing it in the face of uh, somebody that. Uh, talk shit about him. In, in, in his in his childhood and now he rubs it in their face. Now he's corny for that. But like he won. He won. He absolutely won. So like then like you know you know you start you start hearing about like Sierra right Sierra and she you know she she was uh uh with Future and she they have a kid together and like and you start seeing that her attraction to street dudes uh was manifested in that relationship and everybody's like oh my god they make such a good uh, such a cute couple because she's like the princess and he's like this this hard rock uh fucking uh rapper and he drinks promethazine and all this shit and then she leaves him because all street dudes get left does not make that mistake street dudes get left and now she's with russell wilson uh superstar quarterback handsome but not necessarily the coolest of guys well however he is an amazing athlete He's very successful. He's very well-respected. And guess what? Out of nowhere, her lifestyle starts changing. Like she was invited to the White House uh, to, to meet uh, President Obama and Michelle. Um, she's, her, her glow-up, her, ugh, ugh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for using the word glow-up as a 40-year-old man. That hurt my heart. Uh, but like her, her transcendence, there you go. Her transcendence above the street bullshit and uh, street culture is astounding. Now she has a guy who's, well, you know, obviously her and future have a child together, but you have a good guy in Russell Wilson that's willing to be a stepfather for this child. Uh, future has seven baby mothers. But for some reason, Future is considered the cooler guy of the two. Like if you put up a list and you put up two pictures and you go, who's cooler? Russell Wilson or Future? I'll say 80% of the time, most toxic ass women will say Future. Oh my God, he's sexy. Oh my God, he, like, he looks dangerous. And you go, how does that even make sense? How does that um translate into stability 
Because let's not get it fucked up. With a Michael B. Jordan, with a Russell Wilson, you do experience stability. And like let's let's go through all the gamut of, of people or or celebrities that they've called corny. Drake. They call Drake corny. Because oh my God, he got ten different uh wedding uh engagement rings and then he made it into a necklace. I'm like, do you know how expensive? Ten fucking engagement rings, ten separate engagement rings. He's stupid too. Like you you keep one. If they don't then they, you know they don't accept it, then fuck it. On to the next one. Um but he has like 10 engagement rings. Like, like he falls in love with pretty much every woman that he's ever been with. How was that corny? It's desperate. I'll tell you that. But it's not corny. You know, how how does like being a sensitive guy who makes amazing music and very successful in business, how does that translate to corny? Uh Oh, but he's Canadian. Like, I don't know what the fuck that means. Carnal official is a Canadian and that motherfucker's gangster. Um, Will Smith, parents just don't understand that like he was nece- he wasn't necessarily seen as a tough guy. You know, he was fresh prince from like I think when he was like 19 or some shit like that. And before that, he was making hip hop music that wasn't necessarily considered um street orientated because he was like, you know, he was talking about getting beat up in the park and you know, his mom yelling at him for for sleeping too late or some shit like that. Uh, and then uh, everybody knows what happened uh, at the Oscars, some, which is some corny shit. But that's because the entire world has been calling him corny for 30 some odd years. Like, yo, he's a soft dude. Yo, like Jada Pinkett uh, writes a fucking poem to Tupac every year. Like, he even says like he, he he's, has even admitted being uh, intimidated by Tupac and being jealous and being scared of him when he introduced to um, to Tupac. But I, I say this to that. Well, one of y'all niggas is still alive, Will Smith. You see what cool gets you? You get shot in Vegas. And he still don't know who shot you. That's what cool be- gets you. Uh, Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon's another guy. Like he, you know, seemingly he was a corny dude, and whatever. He like he does corny shit, um, but he's very successful. Um, he's safe, in other words. Like these, they're all successful, and focus on becoming successful instead of focusing on the things that would take their focus away from their priorities. They're all successful. They've all reached their goals. They've all met their goals. So now they're on coast. They're just chilling now. They're on cruise control. They're fucking killing it. They're living it up. And like, what's what's so bad about being successful in any field that you're in? Whether, you know, um... You're in the streets or in the boardroom. Or you don't necessarily have to be that successful to be considered stable. You know, you have guys who work nine to fives. And and one of the things that I was watching, I was watching the video and it was like uh, these two young ladies. They're like, any guy that works a nine to five is corny. He's a cornball. Uh, 
uh, I need a man that's his own boss and all that shit. I'm like, yeah, but like you have to understand that entrepreneurs do have a plan. They've always wanted to be entrepreneurs uh, since young. And by the way, these guys don't necessarily have all the time for you. What you want is a guy that's willing to uh, dote upon you with uh, with with spoils. Like, uh, I want to give you dresses and uh, uh, red bottom shoes and all that shit. Like, you, you just want a guy that has money. You don't want a guy that's uh, safe. And the safe guy kind of is the boring guy. You know. And, 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 and here's the thing, like, guys... And and for the most part, guys, we don't want like some street bitch out there. Like you know, I don't want I don't want a, a gangster boo. No, I want a girl that's like, hey, can I come home and not argue all the fucking time? You know, because you're just used to guys just arguing with you all the fucking time. Like I'm peaceful. I just want to come home and just chill. Can can I just chill? Can I uh watch House MD on on Prime and shit without? You know, without incident. But yeah, like again, like you know, there's there's this whole street dude versus regular dude man, uh, argument that's out there. Like you know, you you got the street cred as like well, I need a guy with street cred. I need people to respect him in the streets. Like yeah, but does does that translate into being respected in your community? I can be a citizen and still be respected. I can still be. Again, like I wasn't a street dude. I wasn't gangster at all. I was just I just got along with a lot of people. I got along with the 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 drug dealers, the 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 kids in 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 the vice on the vice team. Um I I I had friends that were comic book nerds who were gearheads that were football players. Like I I I wasn't necessarily um the most popular person, but I got along with everybody because seemingly I am a safe person. Oh, believe me, I'm toxic as fuck, but that's deep down inside. But on the outside, hey, I, hey, Joe's, Joe's a cool guy because, you know, he, he talks to everybody. Um, Again, like you don't want a guy that's just walking around uh, just starting fights with everybody or people are afraid to say him like, or like to say anything to him or see him in the street because, oh, shit, he's dangerous as shit. No, that's for me, that's. That's uh crazy. So like when when this girl was like, I, I need a guy that's he makes six figures a year and he better make his own schedule. I'm like, no, because. Even six figure people. They adhere to a strict work schedule. Because that's how they become successful. You understand? Like, and, and, and I don't think a lot of people understand that. And it's the culture that we grew up in. It's the, it's the culture that many, many of us, not all of us, many of us have grown up in. Like, like for example, uh, uh, I was out with a young lady and I had uh, my, my, my goofy glasses. Uh, no, not goofy. My, my 20 stock friends, they look, like, they look like 80s drug dealer glasses. And uh, I asked her, I sent her a picture, I sent her a selfie. I'm like, hey, uh, should I wear my regular ones or my, or my, or these glasses? And she laughed at me. She, she clowned me. And she's like, why do you own uh, these glasses? I was like, because of the, the, the cultures that I grew up in, I 
uh, pretty much idolized the fashion of street dudes of the of the of the 80s drug dealer. And she goes, why? I'm like, I, I, I can't even tell you because those were the cool guys. Seemingly, those are the cool guys. Now, I know many, many drug dealers that were like like riding around in Lexuses in like an early 90s, um, early to mid 90s, like heavy hitters in these streets. And now they're forklift drivers. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like they had to change because they noticed that living this lifestyle was not conducive to peace and tranquility in the older years. Like, so they might've been cool and, and they had all the chicks in, in, back in the day, but like now they just want to live quiet lives. Like they're like, I want to reform street dude. Yeah. But reform street dudes don't necessarily have the best credit. You know who has the best credit? The corny guys, because they worked at it and they worked the, the entire time while these guys were out. The other guys were out there pushing bricks and fucking like, I push more keys in the piano out here, nigga. Like, no, it is ridiculous. It's ridiculous to to compare the two because one. One has worked his way into comfort. And another one was so comfortable that now he has to work harder in his later years. So I don't know. I don't I, like I don't understand this whole I, I don't understand it. And. Like thinking about it, like thinking about this whole thing. Um, I started thinking about Laura Winslow. Now, if you don't know who Laura Winslow is, uh, you're way too young to listen to this podcast and it's time it's time for you to go to sleep. But for those of you who do, Laura Winslow uh, from Family Matters was pursued heavily, heavily by Steve Urkel for and in like from the, from the time that there were 12 all the way until like 31. I don't know that that, that show was on for a long time. So there was uh, so if anybody knows, everybody knows that uh, Steve Urkel had a transformation chamber and. Uh, like one, some episodes that he turned himself to a girl, Myrtle Urkel, Myrtle Urkel, if I should, uh, if I can say that right, uh, he turned himself into Bruce Lee, uh, slightly problematic and racist. But the most famous transformation that my man did. Was turning himself into Stefan Urkel. Now, Stefan Urkel was the antithesis to Steve Urkel. Urkel loved cheese. He was a geek. He wore suspenders, high waters. He talked with a high-pitched voice. He wore glasses. Just seemingly, uh, well, by all definitions, a nerd. Now he trans he transforms into Stefan Urkel. I am I, I'm just realizing that I am uh explaining the plot point for Family Matters, which is a 30-year-old show. But anyway. Um so he tra he transforms into Stefan Urkel. Smooth, suave. He knows how to talk to the ladies. Uh, the way that he dresses is dope. Uh for the time. Uh he 
didn't wear glasses. He spoke with a bassy, soft, sexy voice and all that. So all of a sudden, Laura starts being attracted to Stefan Urkel, which is Steve fucking Urkel. It's still the same dude. He's still the same guy. It's still Steve. Just now cooler and whatever, right? So there's like a the the, the, the he was on like multiple episodes, stuff, but there was an episode where uh she noticed that he, when he walked into the party, he was more focused on and then mind you, when he made the transformation and she was attracted to him, now she wanted his attention. Now she was like, okay, now I can give him a shot. Right? So in this episode, they go to a party and he's charming the pants over everybody. Like all these girls are asking him to dance. All the guys want to want to fuck him. Like, I don't know. There's a couple of guys I think I wanted to fuck him in, in, in the background. Uh, and he stopped paying attention to Laura and Laura, by all definitions, is a corny chick. She lived at home with both parents. She went to a she was a middle upper middle class. Her father was a police officer. Uh, her mom was a stay at home mom, which makes you which shows you that they were able to maintain a, a, a high level of income. If Harriet can stay home and, and just do nothing, I don't, I don't necessarily know what Harriet did when she wasn't working at the Chicago Tribune with uh, Cousin Larry and Balky. Um, so, yeah, so she started noticing that, oh, Stefan wants nothing to do with my big headed ass. So what ends up happening is that she doesn't like this version. She doesn't like it. She doesn't like the fact that Stefan is not giving her the attention that Steve gave her. So she says, I miss Steve. And he was like, come on, baby. I thought this is what you wanted. I thought you wanted the suave, sophisticated, sexy, sexy dude out here. She goes, no, I miss the sweet, attentive Steve that was head over heels for me, which Laura Winslow was very toxic. Um, so you go. So you go, all right. And, and that's the first that, that, that was like, that was like one of the first times I ever saw that like, oh, so women love a hard rock dude until or they like the cool guy until he's no longer giving them fucking uh, attention. And I don't get that. I don't I never got it I, uh, before that. I was like, oh, so so this is what's happening now. This is what's going to go on from now on that uh, all the all everybody likes the cool guy until he's not being cool to you anymore or he's not giving you the the proper the proper attention. So. Like, I don't know. So so I say I say all that to say this. You want the tough. You want the tough guy. You want the the cool guy. You don't want him to be corny. But as years go by, you 
realize that that corny guy can provide you a lifestyle and he can provide you a peace of mind that you wouldn't necessarily have with a street dude. And as time goes by, you realize there's there's typically no future with a street dude. They turn around and try to get with the with the corny guy. But too late, bitch. Too late. The corny guy is directing Cree 3 and is successful now. Enjoy those shootouts in single motherhood, bitch. Ta-ta. So I want I I want I want that this whole situation to to be a a a wake up call for everybody. That yeah man like it's be be the guys fellas be the corny guy because at the end of the day we're we're the ones winning. And don't try to be corny cuz a lot of street dudes are corny too. You know? They're still corny. It's just street about it. I don't understand it, man. Like it's it's I don't know. It's funny. It's it's really funny what's going on out here in these streets. That like being safe is seen as such a negative fucking thing. Like I never understood it. Like why why is that such a a negative thing to be? That's bananas, bro. And shout out to fucking Michael B. Jordan. Big Jersey all day on Creed 3. I heard it was pretty good. Um, and, hey, man, it's... Keep, keep pushing out there. Keep pushing. Keep being successful. Fuck these. I want to be with cool guys with shootouts. Uh, hoes out here. Uh, because, you know, at the end of the day, they are increasingly being exposed as being losers. Oh, shower thoughts is is a little wild this week. Um, so, uh, no, but again, uh, I, I just want to thank everybody. I want to thank everybody for for continuing for continuing to listen, uh, to uh, continuing to support. I really appreciate all of you, um, and I hope I can can continue to uh, to entertain you, or piss you off, or intrigue uh, intrigue your mind. Um. Uh. For this next coming year. Uh, and I'm thinking about like, uh, well, this this year I'm going to focus on uh, creating an audio format or excuse me, not audio, a video of format or aspect of the show. Uh, and maybe I'll I'll try Patreon or I know I can uh, 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 create a, subscri- a subscription service. I'm still trying to work that out. Uh, I do plan on helping others, uh, produce their podcast, uh, and just, you know, uh, just spread the love and spread the knowledge. That's, that's what I'm here for, man. Uh, 
And the first shower thought of season two. When a company offers you a better price after you cancel their subscription, they're just admitting that they were overcharging you in the first place. Think about that shit. Like, oh, well, we can give you the new subscriber, uh, the new customer price. Hey, bitch, you could have given it, given that to me the entire time. Oh, I can get free HBO for six months now. Suck my dick. Cancel it. I'm going to files. <sighs> so, on that note, this is episode one of season two of. Unaccompanied adult with Joe Diaz. Peace.